Hello. So you guys just heard Crush by Duckworth. Hope you guys enjoyed that song. Um, so Julian, what's something I started fun, I, fresh, exciting? I started I started last week. I think you should go first this time. Okay, I'll go first. We'll time. do a little Oh right, you talked about we talked about windows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed to points. You did. Okay. I'll go first. So what I'm going to talk about this week, I'm sure many, many people have seen this movie, or I'm I'm hoping you have, especially because it won Best Picture at the 2016 Oscars. Moonlight. Moonlight. Okay, no, I'm, I'm terrible for not seeing Moonlight until Monday. But I saw Moonlight for the first time on Monday. I just watched it on Netflix. No. Wow. Oh, oh my god. I can't I can't get mad at you. I only watched it like a couple months after it won Best Picture. I literally can't watch it again. I'm so afraid to watch it again. I feel like I'm gonna like decombust. I can't. I don't think I I don't think I could watch it again. I cried the entire last 20 minutes of the movie. <laughs> so okay. I think someone so bad. Oh my god. But I can't. But I should. That yeah. Um, Let's hear your thoughts. That's my thing of the week. Let me let me say my thoughts. Okay, I'm not really a film person. I'm I'm taking two film classes this semester just because I wanted to try something new. Like in high school, a lot of my friends were really into films and like art house films and all that type of stuff. And I was like, I don't know anything about this, but I don't know. I've just been exposed to like film I'm using air quotes but no one can see it but like you know like (laughs) film gay stuff I just been exposed to that so I was like I'll take some classes and I watched Moonlight because I thought I was gonna write a paper on it but then I decided not to but wow that movie was just everything Mahershala Ali his performance so good so Mm -hmm. good like, he really, he really deserved that Oscar. And it's like, he was only in the first act of the movie. And, like, his character, you can see, left such an impact on, like, the entire film. Like, I'm saying, like, so often, if my dad would hear this, he'd be so upset. <laughs> but that, oof, Moonlight, I cried. I cried so much. Chiron, what a character. Like... It just it just makes me think the line about black boys shining blue in the moonlight. It's such a <sighs> pretty film. Like oh, aside from the writing, it's so beautiful. And everything that on the screen, colors, yes, very pretty, very gorgeous, very pretty. Oh, so beautiful. The last shot of the movie, where it's just Chiron as a kid again. By the ocean. Whew. I saw that. Started crying even more. I was already crying at that point. And then I just intensified. And then after. After I watch. Um, films like that. That really make my brain like. Feel emotions. I always like to read about it. Because I don't know. That's just a thing I do I guess. Uh-huh. To help me kind of digest. But man. I read this article made me cry again just talking about how um 
Chiron, like the whole story about him, it's just like, it's so heartbreaking because he just really feels like a person that was just kind of like left and like forgotten by the world and like overlooked. And it's just, yeah. Anyway, also, if anybody listening doesn't know what this movie that we're talking about is, it's Moonlight, directed by Barry Jenkins. Good old Barry. I don't know the names. I don't know the names of the actors except for Mahershala Ali and Janelle Monet, but they're both <laughs> in it. And it follows this boy, Chiron. He lives in Miami. If he's young, black, poor, and gay in Miami, and it just follows him through three stages of his life as a kid, a teenager, and then finally as an adult. And it's like a really, it's, I feel like it's a really unique type of coming of age story, especially because it doesn't feel like necessarily happy, but it's not necessarily like completely sad Mm -hmm. either. I feel like it's very layered emotionally and that's makes it really unique and the different, the fact that it's set up in vignettes between different stages in his life. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's also really interesting and just it shows like Barry Jenkins his skill also the skills of the actors because I feel like doing that you could end up with a really disjointed disconnected story yeah but like it works so it works so well the three actors playing the same person they do it with such like nuance it's very good um so I guess that's my thing of the week I could keep going about Moonlight if you so desire. You should. You have but to. Actually, you know what? I'll keep talking. <laughs> also, this isn't Moonlight, but this is another thing that really made my week, I think. So I watched another show called The Boys on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Completely, completely different than Moonlight. Like, they're not related at <laughs> all. The Boys, crazy. Do- I don't recommend if you don't like gore or violence because the amount of gore that I'm just subjected to in that show it's truly it's really a lot but it's a really it's a really really interesting show it's about um like it's about America but like if superheroes were real or like people with superpowers are real but it's interesting because it's not like in a Marvel type of way where like their heroes it's very they're superheroes in a very capitalistic way which even though this show is like super unrealistic because they have superpowers like it feels almost realistic in a way mm-hmm. because it shows the superheroes not as like heroes but as like three-dimensional characters that actually are terrible like none of them are really good and they all have really confused like ethics and morals but yeah like all the superheroes they're terrible um they really are like bad people and then even the like i'm using air quotes again the like good guys they're not completely good either like everyone in that show has like very interesting morals and ethical grounds but it's really interesting it's also probably one of the most disturbing shows I have seen. So if, you know, if that's not something that's up your alley, that's completely fair. 
but I think if you like superhero shows and like you really like Marvel and you can handle gore also if you like anything that can be seen as a critique on American society and capitalism definitely watch it because like I said I view everything as a critique on capitalism and the boys most definitely is so that's so interesting like I see it around yeah. like when I think of the phrase the boys I think like Saturdays for the boys or like um you know that movie which was the kids and like the thing was like oh they're kids and they're swearing but they can't watch their own movie because they're not old enough I think it's called good boys oh yeah good boys. that's what I thought the boys was like a spin-off of that no why is it called the boys it should be called the men I yeah I don't know why it's called the boys like that doesn't really make sense to me but this show is not what I thought it was gonna be I don't know what I was expecting. Not that. Not that. Not that. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything in case anyone listening decides they want to watch it. But, man. <sighs> so, so much to process watching that show. I bet. I totally bet. If we're going to go back on Moonlight, I think it's so underappreciated. And I think, like how you said, there's like a different type of coming-of-age film. I'm like, I feel mm-hmm. like especially coming of age film featuring a character with like all those protection identities is like so rare to see you know no shade on like white women I guess but like it's I'm sorry you got you got it you've been fed you're full already you know they see the stories over and over and over again and so see something like Moonlight and you say Sharon I say Kyron I don't know which one's like I thought it was I don't know either. I thought it was Chiron because that's what they said in the movie. Oh, but I could be. Um, well, see the protagonist. <laughs> you know, even yeah. like in our differences, we still have like a lot more in common than I would as potentially some white teenager in suburbia. Well, but you know, no. in other words, yeah, I totally get that. That's how I felt. Like some of my white lesbian friends love them. Obviously, yeah, um, good. We'd love to see like her. movies like. Like Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Book Smart, those were movies that were really relatable and really important to some of my like white queer mm-hmm. friends. And like I love those movies because they're fun. Portrait, amazing, such a good movie. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like they didn't resonate with me as much as they did my friends. Mm-hmm. And watching Moonlight, I was like, Oh, yeah. this is the feeling that they felt. So like Moonlight, I think watching it, literally the first 30 minutes, I was like, this is my new favorite mm-hmm. film because this is just everything. Mm-hmm. And his, like, relationship, the thing that hit me the most, aside from, like, everything, like, his relationship with his mother and, like, how at the end, you know, where she ends up and where he is and kind of how they are relating to each other and how they're trying mm, to yeah. out, but, like, in a way they can't, that no words I'm speechless I literally that's for me and my therapist to unpack so let's honestly <laughs> great everyone everything we mentioned here you should watch look out for sugar wardens of course but cinema yes I usually hate cinema. the Oscars Oscars suck they're good for nothing but they're not right I... one time mm-hmm. I haven't watched the Oscars since 2016 so I just love the drama that Oscars 2016 had yeah. yeah. That was a time. It's kind of 
tonight. We know who turn. We take turns in this audio visual. We take yeah. turns. Take turns. So I think this week not as broad as Windows. I took some critiques. <laughs> I took some advice. We'll try to be more specific. Um, might be a little bit too specific. Um, but this time my um thing is academic Twitter. Um, more specifically, finding your professor's Twitters. Um, <laughs> this is normal. I have yet to do that. Really? I feel like yeah. would be like on it. Really? That's interesting. Um, if you're my professor and you're listening to this, please don't stop tweeting. Please keep tweeting. It's a source of endless joy. I love it. I think you should keep doing it. I think you should go more wild. Is more dedicated to one specific professor that I'm not going to name because I do not want to embarrass him. Uh, but his Twitter is fantastic. Um, but on a grave scale, what I mean by academic Twitter is these, you know how there's like book Twitter, movie, K pop Twitter, like mm-hmm. Marvel movie Twitter. There's six sides of Twitter. Um, and so that's like for like Gen Z, millennial type thing. And so that's like normal, whatever. That's kind of what we think. Um, recently yeah. found out that one of my professors had a Twitter and I was like oh it's just for fun probably just for like I had a good opportunity today you know <laughs> <laughs> but in reality there is a huge network of like academics researchers scientists on Twitter and they're just retweeting each other's studies they're like hyping each other up in their research and that is like Wait, that's so cool. I know. And like, so you'd see him and he'd reblog like, oh, um, let me find it actually. Sorry, sir. So. Yeah. Uh, just going down a random uh, page, right? So you have uh, NYU neuroscience PhD programs being hyped around. Um, journals and the things that are being researched in them. Uh, STEM educators defining cell type by their electrophysiology, whatever that means. I don't know, but they're they they're having fun. No idea what that means. Um, excited to share our preprint: the coevolution of mammalian litter number and litter size. Um, God knows what this means. I I could not tell you. I could not tell you. Um you know, opportunities for Black neurosciences in undergrad, grad, postdoc, fellowship opportunities, um, STEM faculty stuff. I thought, wait, maybe I should get on academic Twitter. This is the more science side. The other paper, yeah. um, he's in the humanities style, so his he's not like endothemiology. He's not like talking about that. Um, but it's still like own research in and of itself. So, like, sociology research. Um, and so I think it's so fascinating that there's this entire community around such a thing that is considered to be so, like, outdated, inaccessible, hard to understand, you know, hard to reach, which is just, like, literally what inaccessible means. But, like, this thing that is considered to be, like, I can't do research. I can't be in academia. It's, like, boring. And also, like, it has no place for people like me. But like the matter of the fact is that it's really starting to transition into the online space, into a space in which people, everyone can literally see. I'm just a nobody from rural Washington. I can just, right now, I can go look up those man-made litter sizes and their nipples. Because apparently it's like nipples. Like, 
I can just go and like read that right now. And I just found out through my professor's Twitter. This is more professional. The other one is <laughs> not. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, sorry to interrupt these fabulous, well-articulated, totally you should follow them on Instagram, babies. But we have a special message from our DJ. You are now listening to WOZQ 91.9 Northampton, Massachusetts. You may now return to your regular scheduled listening. Um, you know, so like each other's books. I've got Citizens of Scandal, Journalism, Secrecy, and the Politics of Reckoning in Mexico. He's like, look at my friend, what they just published. H-A-H-R, board member Charles Walker discusses his research of Tupac Amar Rebellion, Juan Batista Tupac Amar with the New Books New Network podcast. And, you know, it's a shared, mm-hmm. collective sharing of information and of, uh, what's the word? Of this, like, engagement in this conflict, like, I don't know, it's just fun. I like seeing it. I like seeing communities band together around something like knowledge and research and science. He's funny, too. That's so funny. What's your record? Garfield Gibb. Much appreciated, sir. King. This. Whatever this is in the background. I love that. Honestly, big fan. (laughs) Big fan. Um... The, you know, different things, stuff. There was one, he shared like this cat meme, but it was like a, it was like a 2020 cat meme. You know, <laughs> it was good. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Whatever, whatever this is. I don't, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on. But he, he, he's having fun, enjoying. There was one. I love how he has 14,000 tweets. <laughs> sir like that's a that's a lot (laughs) Fourteen thousand. i think i have like 400 and i thought that was a lot this is just soccer though i just don't understand that's my problem i don't understand what sports are going on yeah i know nothing about soccer i played soccer on my varsity team freshman year which sounds way more of a flex than it is it's not a flex because my school only had one girls soccer team and it was the varsity one. So that's why I played varsity, but I was terrible. Um, that's, okay. so that's a fun fact about me. I played soccer. I played forward. I didn't score a goal the entire season. That's my record. <laughs> but also my team sucked. We, we only won once, I think, the entire season. So we weren't very good. What is this? But that's okay. They are repeating each other. Oh my god, look, we just found the other. This is the first one I was talking about with all the neuroscience. Oh. They are repeating each other. The circle. Oh my god, they're mu- they're mutual. Oh my god, they're mutuals. Oh my god, they're mutuals. <laughs> oh my god. I hate seeing people with my own name. I don't hate it. I just think it's very funny. I'm like, give me my name back. That's mine. Get it's, I see, I never see people with my name. So when I do, it's really confusing. My full name is Amiel. And you know, even though Bon Appetit is canceled, there, <laughs> before Bon Appetit on YouTube was canceled, there was a chef on there named Amiel. And it was so weird. I was like, whoa, I never see people with my name. That's crazy. But, he had such style too. Even though, yeah, I liked him. We don't stand Bon Appetit. Unstand college whatever whatever this is i think it's so beautiful academic twitter i'd love to see it 
<laughs> Hold on, let me see if I can find you the meme. It was so funny. He really put it into words. He really said it so eloquently. He really did. Right there. Like, who's doing it like him? He is really just like us. So much work. Um, they're professors. They're just like us. That is but another Really, thing. they're just like us. Um, it kind of reminds me because in um high school you're not allowed to you're not allowed to follow they're not allowed to follow you like anything with your with your teachers. Mm-hmm. So obviously, it really lends itself to kind of feeling very like oh, you just baked us. Okay, now let me finish my thought. So it kind of leads you to thinking like, oh, teachers, um, they become, they kind of don't feel like people, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times it feels very like impersonal. And with certain teachers, you can have that kind of personal connection, but it's kind of hard to foster that in a greater sense, you know, versus here in college, it's like a different thing. You know, you do have like professor, doctor, you know, there's a certain sense of like maturity, but because you're both adults, you can kind of not be friend. But kind of understand itself on a more human level and i think on even deeper level things like twitter which is a very like one-to-one um, connection pipeline um you can really see like oh they get excited about things just as we do they get they watch football games just as we do they like to share things that they do and create and are proud of them just like we are and i think that's like one of my favorite things is like understanding educators as people as people Mm -hmm. you know understanding them as you know they have such a breadth of knowledge to share but what makes their breadth of knowledge so important is the way in which like it can be humanized so like in the case of like neurology okay neurons synapses whatever whatever but like the human effect of that and seeing people get excited about that and seeing people try to apply that in ways that can help other people fantastic um, we're talking about revolutions and like leftist policies. Okay, you can talk about theory all you want. You can talk about hypotheticals all you want, but in real life, applying that as praxis or whatever, and like finding ways to like collectively use our community to improve conditions for all of us, and seeing people get excited about proposing those kinds of solutions and visualizing that as a real actionable future, that's also something that makes excited. So that's why I just think academic Twitter and Twitter super professors makes super fun. I don't know if we're allowed to follow them. I'm afraid to follow it because then what if he tries to follow me? <laughs> and I spent all of two nights ago ranking pet names. Yeah, my professors could not follow me. I posted a, a like Twitter it. thread at 2 a.m. last night talking about right-handedness versus left-handedness. Speaking of which, are you right-handed or left-handed? I don't... Okay, I'm right-handed. I'm right-handed, <laughs> I'm what right-handed are you? too. But I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about it. I think I was supposed to be left-handed. Why? Really? Maybe you're ambidextrous. I, I think I was, but I don't think I'm at the... I think I don't have the same brain that I did when I was younger. Because when I was younger, I tried to be ambidextrous, and it kind of worked. But I don't think I could do it again. You know? I'm just going to so stick sad. with being right-handed. You can try those notebooks oh, that they have give kids. To be left-handed? Oh, the writing Yeah, notebooks. and just write all Yeah. I tried that, like, for two pages, and then I gave up. I should try that. Because 
I feel like being left-handed is like a mystery woman skill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. who's left-handed? No one. <laughs> Barack Obama? Another tweet. September 3rd. The seminar ends at 8.20. I assume they want to keep going. We just finished. So happy to be teaching. Uh, and all. That was oh. such a good day. That day one was so amazing. I loved it. That's sweet. Um, August 25. I can handle a our independent study, 12 advisees, a series editing, finishing an article, publishing a dossier, and completing my book manuscript for a tenure review. Seattle 2. Meow. Yo no entendí studies en lo que puedo trabajar bajo presión. Yo trabajando bajo presión. Yep. That's funny. That is funny. That is, I saw that. What do you mean it's September? This is funny. He's just a very funny guy. One of my favorite professors. Big fan. Big fan. Love it. I don't know, but who is this? I don't know. I don't okay, King. That was my thing that sparked, that inflamed, that engulfed. Super fun. If you want to look up your own professor's Twitters, uh, be be cool about it. Be chill about it. You know. Yes. Be like. Don't be weird. Don't, don't be, weird. be weird. Don't slide into the don't DMs. Do don't do that. Okay. Don't. Especially not that. You know. But see what kind of research is going on. See what what's going on. What's happening in the field. You know. Maybe ask them a question about something they read. The retweet, or maybe don't, yeah, or maybe do. Who knows? So that's the end of, I think, our uh, fun okay. times. I don't know what I was trying Shall to say. I introduce the Elle, would you like to okay, so we have The Other Side by SZA and Justin Timberlake from Trolls World Tour. From Trolls, Trolls Tour. World Tour. It's such a good song. <laughs> then we have... How, what, have you watched No, movie? I actually haven't. I just know <laughs> the song. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Then we have Closer by Raven Monet. Um, if I Had to Write a Song About You by Aaron Taylor. Love by Keisha Cole. That goes out to my sister. <laughs> She's not listening, but goes out to her. And then Golden by Jill Scott. 